Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge, last show of the week. I'm Jay Croucher here with Ben Solak from The Ringer. Thanks for coming, Ben. Drew Dinsick with uh, the serene backdrop of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Your hair and sunglasses are a perfect match for that backdrop, Drew. Ben, how's the week been in Phoenix? It's good, man. It's Super Bowl week. It's it's hectic. It's crazy. It's overwhelming. It's the bomb. We should do it once a month. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, getting some sun. Uh, definitely a nice escape from the winter. Um, but uh, yeah, they did. They do a great job here in Phoenix. And um, uh, the fact that it's coincided with the golf event has just been unbelievable. We have 23 of the 24 best golfers in the world in the same city as our, the two best teams in the NFL. Uh, like this is a cool uh, little coalescence. And uh, it's been a fun, fun week of, uh, of betting. And of course, uh, legal gaming, of course, here in this great state of Arizona has been an enjoyment as well. So uh, it has been an awesome week. Glad, glad to have you on. And uh, I, can I ask you the first question here? As a Eagles noted Eagles fanboy, um, do you feel like the uh, buzz around this team is a good thing to to boost the spirits of the you know the little bit inexperienced uh, head coach and quarterback here, uh, or would you rather they came in with a little bit of a gritty underdog feel to them? I think they've got both. I think it's the bomb. You can pick and choose, right? You got like every 49er under the sun is on radio row complaining about the fact that they lost like julian love is like they didn't belong here it's like yeah you played us three times man like they have the ability and it's, they're great they, they've they've middled it really if we're gonna talk betting they can like put a bunch of stuff on the bulletin board and then they also can get like all of the hype and all of the gas and all of, like we were 16 and one with jalen hurts we have this point differential we're this that and the other you know what i'm saying like they They've got whatever they want to have. Whatever balance Nick Sirianni wants to go for in terms of his messaging, he has fuel for the fire. So I think like they're in a great spot. They can pick and choose whatever they want. Yep. Drew and I have talked about this all week, but to me the most interesting kind of thing that can happen in the Super Bowl is if Kansas City get up early and Philly finally yeah. have to play from behind. And what do you think? Like, Jalen Hurts' stats, like most quarterbacks, are worse when he's playing from behind when teams know that he has to throw. But what would you expect from Hurts in that situation? You do you, are you starting to think that it's it's real trouble if they are down, say, 10 nothing. I don't want to say it's real trouble because I would need to have seen it be bad in order to say it's real trouble. You know what I'm saying? There's a chance it's great, and we just don't know, right? I always go back to that drive against the Colts. They're down by four. They have the ball about three and a half minutes left. They get a huge defensive pass interference penalty, and then they just start running it. And they were like, yeah, we're, we just love our running game. We're super confident. They're down four. 
they're running clock, running the football. They don't want to, to, to throw the ball. We've really seen them, like, even in situations where they should throw the football, really lean away from being, like, a totally pass-happy, they can't do their play-action game, can't do their RPO game. Like, they have very much so avoided that potential game script. And so this is a this is a really game script-dependent game. My joke all week has been, I don't know who I'm picking, but ask me after the first quarter and I'll tell you, right? <laughs> I'm like, you know, that, that, that team's got a nice set. It's a very game script dependent game. The Eagles get a lead. They're the best team in the league, best team we've seen in a while. It's sitting on the lead, sitting on the ball, keeping the other quarterback on the sideline. Eagles lose a lead. We have no idea what they're looking like. So, yeah, hit me up after the first quarter. I'll have a pick for you. It'll be great. As a, as a tape guy, uh, did you see anything on the tape? Either the uh, game against the Giants in the in the uh, divisional round, or the game against the Niners, that has you concerned about Jalen Hurts' ability to operate as a passer to the same level we saw through the first, say, fourteen weeks of the season pre-shoulder injury. A little bit, yeah. And I would even say if you go back to some of the games before the shoulder injury, like his inaccurate pass rate was up against the the Bears before the injury, the Giants in the game that they played. Before the Bears, you know, the first one, like way back when, like they, they, he's had some bad performances down the stretch. One of the things that was really impressive about Hertz coming into this season that I think was a big part of the surprise, a big part of his campaign that nobody really expected, was he was just more accurate than we had ever seen him being, which followed on the trend of the last like six off seasons where he just keeps getting more accurate. Like he did this in Oklahoma, he did it in Alabama, he did it in his rookie season. Well, it turns out that like regression's a thing. It turns out that it, it, it's tough to just be on an upwards trajectory for forever. This ain't Bitcoin. It's got to come back down, right? And so for Hertz, it was that aspect of, yeah, like he's been a little bit less accurate because he was unbelievably accurate to start the season. I think it's just like some shoulder injury, some natural regression, some small sample. I don't think it's all the one injury. I think it's just an amalgamation of a few things. One thing uh, that I can't really shake when I think about this game is the second Eagles-Cowboys game where Dak Prescott did whatever he wanted against that Eagles defense. Now, recognizing that a big part of that was Avante Maddox coming out and they put Sadie Lamb in the slot where he just put his chef's hat on and did whatever he wanted. Gardner Johnson was out for that game. They were missing yeah. some guys. Do you think that – is that a concern for you as an, an Eagles guy or do you think that was just kind of one game and also they were missing guys? 100%. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, who's the defensive coordinator for the Eagles – was atrocious against elite quarterbacks last year, right? They played Mahomes in week four. He had six incompletions and five touchdowns. Never a good day in the office. Uh, they played Justin Herbert, and he lit them up over 90% completion percentage. Derek Carr, over 90% completion percentage. This season, they've changed a lot of what they do. They had Vic Fangio on as a defensive consultant. They're in a lot more quarters. They got much better personnel. It's been better, but they had, like, the bad game against the Lions in week one. They had the bad game against the Packers late. They had the, the Cowboys game. When they play top ten offenses by DVOA, they tend to give up a lot of points. They get into shootouts. They can survive shootouts, right? Like I said, they can win in the fourth quarter by running the football, too. And so it's not like it knocks them out. But I do not anticipate them having a, a strong day against Mahomes. I do not anticipate low-scoring Chiefs. Some people are really big on the pass rush dominating the game. I'd be surprised if that happens. Chiefs over 23 and a half is one of the first things I took early in the week. Now it's a 24 and a half. I honestly still like it over the number of 24. I think the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points. Man, that was a perfect answer. I was really hoping you were going to get into Gannon. Because <laughs> uh, I, I was – people were considering from head coaching jobs, and I'm almost like, man, the Eagles might be better next year if Gannon – if they replace Gannon. Like, there were some good candidates to replace him well, considering the personnel in that team. You better run with it because there ain't no big Fangio <laughs> next year. He's with the Dolphins. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to look the same. Is yeah, there... that's a great point. Is there any player, um, you know, we're always looking at things from a player prop perspective, but any player you think where the matchup really benefits uh, in a way that is not usual for this type of game? 
Yeah, I, I like uh, Jarek McKinnon over 22 and a half receiving yards, okay. which is something that a lot of people have talked about, and I think the logic is really, really sound. Uh, this Gannon defense is going to force checkdowns, force you to throw underneath. Bowman's going to want to be getting rid of the ball quickly. That means checkdowns, throwing the ball underneath. No Miko Hardman, and when there's no Miko Hardman, Jarek McKinnon tends to be the yak guy for the, 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 the Chiefs. So I like McKinnon a lot. The other like small-time receiving prop that I really like is Noah Gray. Over 12 and a half yards I've seen now is 10 and a half earlier in the week. Noah Gray's the tight end two for the, the Chiefs. And while that he sounds like a dumb name that doesn't do anything, in the six games that he's run more than 20 routes this season, he's gone over that number five times. Last year, the Chiefs had one game in which they were heavy 12 personnel and 13 personnel team. That's multiple tight end sets. One game all last year, week four against the Eagles. And this year, it's been a huge part of their offense with no Tyreek Hill. They're third in the league, or excuse me, sixth in the league in terms of their rate of multiple tight end sets. Noah Gray is going to play 60 to 65% of the snaps. He's going to run 20-plus routes. We've seen this over the last the last two playoff games they've had. He's run at least 20 routes. If he gets two checkdowns, we're home. And if a guy's going to be on the field that much, and I'm getting 10 and a half yards on the route, I like it a lot. I love that. And uh, by the way, correlated with all this, if you're doing your same-game parlay math at home, Mahomes' completion's oh, over. Completion. Like, he's he's going to have – he's going to it's going to be pitch and catch all day for him. I, I'm very excited to see this play out. Uh, do you think uh, Kadarius Tony gets used at all? I've, I've seen some professional buzz uh, betting into that number. Is, you know, three wide receiver screens seem reasonable? Yeah, I like – uh, Tony on receptions because they use him a ton behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. A, va- a huge percentage of his routes to come behind the line of scrimmage since he was activated and made made a, a consistent part of the roster. The other thing I look for with Tony that you I don't I don't think there's a market for it yet that I've seen. I've seen rushing plus receiving. I'd love to get just rushing. Uh, the Chiefs ran the ball quite a bit with receivers against the Eagles last year. Right, you want to take the wind out of the pass rush, jet touch, reverse. Right, take advantage of these these guys who pursue, and they typically do that with Michael Hardman. No Meikle. So now we're trying to figure out what this is. This can't be Jared McKinnon. This can't be Isaiah Pacheco. They have to get somebody going left to right and give them the ball. It's either Sky Moore or Kadarius Tony. And if I'm looking for a big play, I'd rather get the ball to Kadarius Tony. The guy with the ball in his hands is, is, is incredible. And so, like, Tony right now implied rushing yards is about six and a half, seven and a half. If you take the rush plus receiving and, and, and pull out the receiving yards, you get about six and a half, seven and a half. Yeah. If that line were available alone, I'd be really interested in taking it. It'll be fun, bittersweet uh, moment if Kadarius Tony, like, has the big play of the game. The Giants fans are going to be, like, cursing, but at the same time, well, at least the Eagles aren't winning. Uh, it'll be a fun, fun mixed emotions there. But I would yeah. love Tony, I would love Kadarius Tony to be a household name after this Super. Yeah, he, is, he does kind of have Percy Harvin type of vibes where you can yeah. see him certainly uh, exploding uh, in a game like this. Uh, while we're talking about players of perhaps the Noah Gray ilk, yeah. uh, Kenneth Gainwell, his number is really steamed in the market. It's up yeah. to pushing now 20 and a half rushing yards. So he's gotten 26 carries the past two weeks. Do you think that, and obviously a big part of that is they were had huge leads in both of those games. Yes. Do you think they'll still use Gainwell uh, in a closer game script? I think they will. But I would much rather just take the Miles Sanders number, sure. right? Uh, Sanders, I'm, I am I can set my watch to him getting 10-plus carries. And against this Chiefs defense, where pretty much if you're running away from Chris Jones, you're fine. The Eagles are going to find big rushing lanes for, for their backs. And with Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury, people talk a lot about the throwing. One of the main things you want to avoid is contact, right? This injury happened at first because he got hurt, landed on. He got tackled, and a big guy landed on him. So you're going to see Gibbs, and I think you're going to see Sanders still be the primary back. So Gainwell's going to get his, but if, if you're betting Gainwell over 20 and a half, you're doing it based off the volume he got, okay, I don't think it's going to be that sort of a game script. The guy I can trust for volume is Sanders. And he, even though Gainwell's come along nice in the last month and a half, Sanders has been really, really good this season. This is a thousand yard season for Sanders. This is a, a free agent year. He's trying to make money on a national stage. Sure. I, I'll, I'll take, 
if I'm just betting into Eagles rushing the ball well, I'll take Sanders first. I don't want to mess around with Gainwell as much. Okay, you kind of you kind of teased it a little while ago. Yeah. You said you're going to make your decision basically in game. Uh, what is the kind of game state situation that you are just licking your chops like? This is not going to be priced right. I'm going to get a live entry on something that I am just going to be so happy, kick my feet up, and enjoy the rest of the Super Bowl. Like, what's the what's the situation that you are most relishing? Eagles lead going into halftime, and I can get a live under uh, because I yeah I do think that Mahomes is going to score points in the fourth quarter, but I think if they're pricing that that total like 24 and a half on the on the second half total. The Eagles are going to shorten this game. The Eagles' ability, like like no team I can remember the last couple of years, to just sit on an eight-minute drive is something, man. They go for it on the fourth downs. They sneak it. They do high completion percentage throws on the RPOs. They chunk off runs of four to five yards, and they just burn this clock. It's scary because of the red zone efficiency, right? Like you like an under because they're going to shorten the game, but both these teams are so good at putting seven on the board that you worry about the number of scores that you're going to get. Uh, and so – the main thing for me will be, in terms of live betting, will be uh, 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 taking uh, drives to end an offensive score. I think we're going to see so much fourth down aggressiveness. I think we're going to see so few punts. So that'll be a big look live betting for me. And then the next thing will be, right, checking those snap counts on the Chiefs tight ends and watching those numbers for the non-receivers, right? If they're constantly in 12, 13 personnel and Noah Gray hasn't gotten the catch yet, Jared McKinnon hasn't gotten the volume yet, and that number's going down, I'm going to keep buying on that. Because they're the guys on the field. Eventually, they're going to get the ball. Cool. All right, let's hit a promo, and then I'll ask you a couple last questions. I'll let you go, Ben. Awesome. Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it right now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in the Premier League and college basketball. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these. But did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move.
New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867 in Louisiana. Now, Ben, I know you don't want to make a uh, necessarily a prediction before you've seen a little bit of the game, but uh, is there maybe a Super Bowl MVP angle uh, in lieu of a prediction that you think is uh, particularly juicy? Yeah, so I, I do actually, when I make the prediction, pick the Chiefs. I actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't get through all of Radio Row and the weeks being like, I'm not going to predict the yeah. game. you got to do it eventually. What I will say is this. I've seen a lot of love for Hassan Reddick as an MVP, dark horse for the Eagles, right? Strip sack to end the game, multiple sack game. If you are if you own a Hassan Reddick ticket and you don't own Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham tickets, you're making a mistake. Because if a defensive player is winning it, they're winning it on the product of like one to two huge plays, right? It's very unlikely that Reddick's getting four and a half sacks. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be on like high leverage sacks. Well, Reddick doesn't align opposite Orlando Brown in their base defense. That's Josh Sweat. And yep. Orlando Brown is the guy, the left tackle for the Chiefs that you want to go after in pass protection. And so if we're doing this on on one big play and you're looking at a Son Reddick ticket, I think you absolutely should have a Josh Sweat ticket. And then this this season, the league leader in pressure rate in the fourth quarter is Brandon Graham yep. because he's fresh, right? He's a guy who doesn't play a lot of the base snaps. And then he comes in when the Eagles are up by seven and the Chiefs have to drive and everybody knows they're passing. Graham comes in, he's at 11 sacks this season, the best sack, the best season of his career as a pass rusher. So to me, the the MVP, the tickets that I always don't understand is when people have Reddick and none of the other rushers. You've got to have Sweat, you got to have Graham. I think that's a great point on Graham because with MVP, the way that this works is that if you have a strip sack in the first quarter, that's not going to weigh as heavily on voters as if right. you do it in the fourth quarter. And also, when people are making the case for, I think, any defensive player, and there are so few who have actually won Super Bowl MVP, the case is, well, oh, if he gets two sacks and one of them are a strip sack, it's like, you know how unlikely it is that right. this one specific yeah. player is Brandon going to Graham stripped yeah. Tom Brady with less than two minutes left and then went to Nick Foles. And you have to remember the voting goes in initially for the 80% of the vote, the media vote. That voting goes in with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's when they want it. And so if you're betting on like one particular play at the end of the game, you have to hope it's so good that everybody calls in and changes their bets. It's a tough window to hit. Yeah. Uh, Drew, this is our last show of the week. So let's get your prediction. Something to uh, nail in the record book. Line, total, final score, MVP. What have you got? All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ham here and say this is Chiefs by margin. Uh, give me 31-17 Chiefs. Pat Mahomes MVP. And uh, yeah, I I I am 
I am buying the experience factor is going to be uh, the biggest deal and that uh, you're going to get a little deer in the headlights uh, hurts in the first half potentially. And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a script that looks a lot more like, uh, you know, Eagles bucks from uh, the wild card round last year than I am anything we've seen from the Eagles this year. Yep. I'm with you there. My final prediction will be Chiefs by margin as well. 35, 24 Mahomes MVP. So I think if you're looking for a longer shot on the Chiefs, one, stay away from Travis Kelsey. That price is poison. His stats are so linked to Mahomes's. I think Isaiah Pacheco is not that much more unlikely than Travis Kelsey just because his statistical yeah. production is not as tied to Mahomes. I still think, though, if you're betting Chiefs money line, I still think Mahomes MVP is a better bet, even though the gap is so small. The way it shakes out, if you're backing plus 135 Mahomes versus, you know, you get plus 105 Chiefs money line, if you think that Mahomes is more than an 87% chance right, of an MVP, yeah. MVP is the better bet. I think he's more than an 87% chance uh, to win. So that would be my bet is Patrick Mahomes MVP, which sounds chalky and not particularly sophisticated, but uh, I think but that is the right bet. Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm yes. saying? Patrick Mahomes is chalk for a reason. He's Patrick Mahomes. Yep. All right. And you're going Chiefs. Holster. Yeah, I think it's Chiefs. I, I'll take it closer than you guys. I think it's more like a 31-28, 33-30 sort of a situation. The Pacheco point is a great one. The biggest position I have this week is Chiefs over 0.5 rushing touchdowns, minus 125. I took it earlier. I don't know what it is right now. But And then Pacheco plus one touchdown, plus one plus 120. Pacheco yeah, fantastic bet. They're an insanely good rushing team in the red zone. The Eagles are a terrible rushing defense in the red zone. But Jacko is such a fun zag on all the Mahomes-Kelsey builds. Yep, I like yep. that. All right, Ben, thanks so much for joining. Can you tell people where to follow you, what you're working on? Absolutely, yeah. So Ringer NFL Draft Show, Ringer NFL Show, Ringer Philly Special, ringer.com slash NFL. And I'm on Twitter at Benjamin Solak, Solak, S-O-L-A-K. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. All right, that's it from us in Arizona. From me, Jay Croucher, and the Whale Kappa, Drew Dinsick on location, the Phoenix Open. Uh, thanks everyone watching uh, if, if it's on the NBC YouTube channel and thanks uh, for subscribing and rating us if you're listening in podcast form from Jay, Ben and Drew. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.